Hello, my fellow nerds, and welcome back to Last Nerds on Earth presents The Five Crystals, a D&D adventure. I'm Mike, your host this week. I also play Oliver Blackthorn, the teenage halfling rogue. We're very excited to be welcoming back Venice from Fate's Grip as a special guest. I'd talk about him right now, but he does it himself at the beginning of the episode, so I'll let you hear it straight from the horse's mouth. This week, we continue deeper into the caves below the Black Obelisk in search of whatever is causing bodies to have their life seemingly drained from them and to find a mysterious crown which is sought after by a black dragon. Will our heroes find what they are looking for? Will they even make it out? Only time can tell. You guys ready? So ready. We're ready. There, there we go. There it is. There it is. That's the start of <laughs> D&D Sundays. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Nerds on Earth campaign, The Five Crystals. I'm your host and DM, Jack. And I am very happy to welcome everyone back to a fun and hopefully interesting session of Dungeons and or Dragons, your choice. This week on the <laughs> podcast, we have Torolo, played by Venice Elder, who is the DM of Fate's Grip. Say hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, so last time uh, you were with us, we uh, we mentioned that you can now check him out on YouTube and Twitch. I think both of those are at Fate Script, uh, right? Uh, the Twitch is at uh, Venice Elder. Uh, Venice Elder. Twitch.tv slash Venice, V-E-N-I-C-E, Elder. And is that perfect? E E. L D just just one e one e just one e right in the middle, folks. So go check. Yeah, just to it make out. it confusing. Um, I think they're streaming <laughs> tomorrow, right? We are, yeah, tomorrow evening uh, at a, in our six thirty p.m. AEC uh, six forty five. So it'll be eleven forty five five a.m. your time. Ah, uh, there we go. So PST is eleven forty five a.m. for us guys. So, um, and then you guys can work your own time zones out there. All right, so we're very happy to have him. We've only slightly verbally abused him so far, <laughs> but that shall probably, probably continue as we move along. Give us, give us time. Give him time. We love all of our guests that we've had on so far, all of them being just Finnis, and um, we're very excited to have him more in the future. Okay, last time you guys had fought your way, you guys met Torolo, fought your way through a horde of zombos and made your way down deep underneath a black obelisk where you knew or presumed an evil creature that was absorbing the life force out of things was living and you guys made your way down you learned a little bit sorry about that of the history (laughs) i paused for you andrew you learned about the history of uh, the swamp a little bit, and you received a warning from the dwarves not to give the crown to the dragon from some scribbled dwarven runes. You made your way down, 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 and then found yourself face to face with a door which was booby-trapped not once but twice. And I think every party member save for Rain failed their saving throws and got struck at least once with one of the two traps. Um, After making your way through and letting the ranger lead, you tripped another trap, which was an alarm, and activated some sliding doors full of zombies that came and attacked you guys and did some pretty hefty work against you. Nobody fainted, if I remember correctly. Nobody fainted. Yes? No, but I hid under Allograx. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys were successful in fighting off and and murderizing the zombos. 
So you are basically right at the entrance of this um, this cavern or, or cave system that you've just gotten into. Made one turn and had a fight with zombies. At this point, we rejoin our heroes as the last zombie ogre falls to the ground, beheaded, uh, I think, by Allegrax, if I'm not mistaken. If I am, it's okay. Sounds about right. Probably. (laughs) So, uh, breathing heavy and hard, as the last enemy falls, you look around, uh, making sure there is no more enemies to be held, when suddenly a flapping of wings reaches all of your ears, and you look down the tunnel and see what appears to be a bat floating in the middle of the tunnel, and it's just flapping and flapping and sitting there, and then very quickly... It turns and heads down into the darkened cave. What would you guys like to do? Why is it always bats? Yeah, that brings back some bad memories, guys. I got hit pretty hard by those darn bats. Yeah, that was quite the run-in. Did you encounter bats? Yeah, in a cave. There's mm. a lot of bats, too. It was three. Yeah, well, that's a, that's <laughs> three too many, you know? Well, that one didn't attack us like the other ones did, so... And it's also going the way that we need to be going, so do you suppose we should follow it? Yeah, uh, does, uh, maybe... Do you want to take a rest? I I could probably, like, you know, recharge my magic. That would be nice. Uh, do you guys need any healing before we do that? Oh, yes, please. I could, I could use a short rest. It'd be nice. Mm. Yeah, All I right. suppose we could do that. All right, uh, Tarolo, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, give you some healing. Alright, so I'm going to cast a Cure Runes at a level 3 for him. Before we do that, can we take a short rest? Yes, you can. So uh, that's, don't that's... don't bother with Cure Wounds, just use your hit dice. Yes, yeah, but so... uh, if somebody's really low, might as well just do it. So. Right, but he can use his hit die to regain his hit points, but you can only use them during a short rest. Whereas your spells, you can use them at any time, so you might want to save them just in case there's more Yeah, but I'm... But I'm recharging my spell slots, right? Uh, certain ones, I think. I tend to agree. I'm not. I'm not on death's door, so I will. I will rest if we are going to stay for a while. Uh, and I'll just patch myself up, sit down in a particular corner of the stone, and uh, just close my eyes and just put my hand over my small wounds. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna use some hit dice. Okay. Try to heal up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I used a hit die to heal a bit of damage I had on me. Okay. Yeah, if you guys want, go ahead and use some hit die. That HP back up, because not for nothing, but you are going to need it. Ooh, most fantastic. All right. Um, while you guys are sort of sitting and resting and recovering from your um, initial and very surprising um, combat. You guys sort of begin to take stock of your surroundings. The stones which the tunnel are made out of, and, and it is stones, this does not look like a naturally occurring cave system, or if it was at one time, it has been built beyond that. Um, the stones are covered in, in moss, and there's a general dampness about the entire tunnel. There is water dripping down from the ceiling, and you see like moss and vines sort of making their way throughout 
the entire tunnel system. And there is there is a small level of water on the ground. Um, you guys were in a swamp, so this isn't unusual. See that sort of like about an inch or two inches. It's not necessarily difficult terrain for a technical standpoint, but just sort of covering the ground as you guys sit around regaining your breath. So HP regained, hit die back, or hit die used. What would you guys like to do? Well, I suppose we should carry on then. Yes, probably a good idea. I don't really want to be in here, so let's get out as quick as we can. That bat won't uh, won't be waiting for too long for us, I, I assume. Hmm. All right, so pressing onward, the uh, darkened tunnel yields itself to you as you continue moving forward. And after a short while, you come to a intersection. It's a four-way intersection. There is straight ahead, there is to the left of you, and there is to the right of you. And before we go any further, could I get a marching order? Who's in front, middle, and behind, etc.? I am taking the front. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm in back. I'm, I'm moving to the back. Rain is all the way in the back. Okay, who's after I'll Oliver? be in front of Rain. Okay, Carly in the back. And then we've got Alagrax and Torello. Where do you guys want to be? I'll be second. Happily go third. Alagrax. Oatker. Okay. So, Oliver... It is up to you to decide, with your group obviously, which direction you would like to go. And I'm just going to throw this out there. You have to state, I'm searching for traps, or I want to look more at this particular area before you move on. If you don't state it, I'm assuming you're not doing it, and whatever happens, happens. (laughs) Okay, then before we move on, I'm going to look for traps. Okay, roll me an investigation. (laughs) In the meantime, I'd like to, Torello would like to just look at each path and make a perception check to see if there's any difference between them. Sure, uh, just roll me one perception check. I got a dirty 20. Dirty 20. So, investigating the immediate area around you, the front seems relatively clear, the left seems relatively clear. However, there is a thin, thin line of what appears to be wire uh, to the right direction running across the entire hallway there so like across perpendicular or along with the hallway i'm imagining perpendicular right yes you are correct like across it okay yeah before we move on with that torello what was your perception check that was a 13 13 okay so the hallway that you're in is pretty broad it's about 10 to 15 feet across and moving forward it stays roughly the same to the left and right they are slightly more narrow. They're more like seven to 10 feet across. So you could get two people side by side if you wanted to, however, it'd be difficult. 13, you do notice that there is a little bit less water to the right than there is to the front or left. Okay. The path on the right's trapped. And to my knowledge, usually there aren't traps in front of something that's not worth guarding. So I'm wondering if I could try to disarm it, and then we can keep going that way. What do you guys think? Is stepping over the wire a possibility? That's a good point. How, how high off the ground is it? It's probably about six inches. Okay. Well, look out for that wire there. Don't, don't step on it. <laughs> Let's just step over this and... I'm going, Algrax is going to audibly wiggle around and clank his heavy metal armor. 
Okay. Algrax, <laughs> okay. don't trip over that, please. You're kind of uh, clumsy. Wait. You know. Not sure. That's hold on. The hold best on. Idea. Hold on. I'm, you I want to try to disarm it just just to be safe. Okay. Remember when we were trying to sneak around, and I tripped flat on my face. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that time. would be. It's not sleight of hand because you're not trying to sneakily do it. Damn um, it! I think it just. Be, I know. I'm sorry. I was trying to look. At that. It wouldn't be stealth. I'm. Well, know, I, I think, think sleight of, sleight of hand doesn't that just mean like how nimble you are with your fingers, like. No, it's it's more of like if you're trying to do something without somebody seeing you do it. So if you're trying to get like a card up into your hands from your sleeve, or if you're trying to plant something on somebody. No. Well, we used sleight of hand to pick a lock before. Yeah, so let's let's just go with it. Um, okay. Rules lawyers out there can tell me when I'm wrong later. Um, let's just for the sake of argument, let's just do sleight of hand because otherwise it'd just okay. be a standard dexterity check. You'd still get the same bonus, so it doesn't matter. But your proficiency, you get to add your proficiency bonus to it as well. So roll me a sleight of hand check. You can add. You, you have your plus seven, and then you also have. Yeah, I think it's just plus seven. Yeah, because it, it adds the proficiency it adds bonus it automatically. Yeah. So that's a sixteen. Sixteen. All right. So you are sort of moving in and and you know moving left and right, sort of taking a really good look at this and, and you dig into your thieves tools pouch and you produce a um, screwdriver which you jam what appears to everyone else into the wall but in reality you're stuffing it right into the middle of a mechanism pull out a pair of shears you clip the line pull out your screwdriver nothing happens excellent yeah so the trap is successfully disarmed well done that makes me feel a little better because I'm just sort of looking at Allegrax. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get lit on fire again. Even though it's okay for me, it, it still sucks. In my defense, I didn't set off either of the traps this time. That's true. That was very right. true. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> well, your best isn't good enough. <laughs> All right. Um, so are you guys proceeding down this corridor? I'm gonna check for traps first. All right. So roll me, yeah, roll me a d20 as you move down this corridor. Do none of us have a good passive intelligence? Like, ooh, what does a six do? From what you can tell, and you're doing, and in, in, no, it'd be perception. So plus four. Okay, so ten. So ten. So as you're moving through, you are sort of scouring the left and the rights, looking for any stone out of place, looking for anything that's not supposed to be there, and you are not really able to see anything other than what you've already the trap that you already disabled. However, up ahead you notice that the tunnel turns to the right and there is a slight glow coming from the right. There's like a little oh, bit of light coming in. So coming around the corner. I'm gonna motion for the others to just sort of stay back for a second, and I'm gonna move ahead and sort of carefully slice the pie and look for traps while I'm doing it. Okay, roll me a stealth check. 26. Whew. All right, so <laughs> as if the wind itself move around the corner, carefully keeping an eye out for traps, as you do, and as you move the, around the corner and you sort of look down the hallway, you notice a large pile of boulders collapsed into the middle of the tunnel. And at the very top of the 
pile of boulders, there is a light coming from behind them and shining out into the tunnel. So it's just like a pile of boulders and the light on top? Yes, like the light's coming from behind. So whatever is beyond the pile of boulders, that's where the light's coming from. Okay. I'll uh, slowly crawl up the boulders and see if I can peek over and see if there's anyone there or anything like that. Okay, since you had such a good stealth check, you are able to clamber up the boulders without messing up a single stone, without having one you know, tip over a creek or anything, and looking over the top of the boulders, just barely able to see through, you see a room. It's as damp and as moss-covered as the rest of the cave. However, there is a single torch producing an almost brilliant light coming through. Uh, Roll me a perception check while you're up there. See what you can see. Nine plus four, 13. Right, so you're able to see in the very center of the room, there is a smashed pile of wood. It looks like it might have been at one point a, uh, a table off to the right. In the back right corner, you actually see a fairly sturdy wooden box. It doesn't seem all that ornate, but it does have a small lock on it. In the corner closest to your right, so front right, there's another pile of wood or discarded material that just looks like it was smashed at one point or just from age fell apart. And in the back left corner, you see unmoving a large undead ogre. Oh. Has not noticed you at this time from what you can tell. Okay, I'm gonna creep back down and come back to the party and let them know about that. Wonderful. Guys, there's yeah, there's a there's a big man out there. Oh, um, uh, he didn't see me, but well no, not a man, a zombie ogre, like like one of them big guys we just fought. No. Oh. Those pushovers. Yeah, well Yeah, um, for you. Point me in his direction. He's just he's just on the other side of the rocks there, around the, around the corner. So um yeah, let's Right. Let's give go. Me, give me let's go. Give me twelve seconds and job will be done. I'd like to check out those rocks. I wanna basically see if they were put there intentionally or if they fell down or something like that. Okay, are you doing this in a sneaky fashion so as not to alert the undead ogre to your presence, or are you just sort of walking up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's guys, do that. look at these rocks. <laughs> let's splash, 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 splash. Though I... <laughs> oh man. Actually, yeah. Just... Uh, you told me about it, so yeah. Let's but let's sneak up and take a look. Here. <laughs> Roll me a stealth check and then an investigation check. Okay, eight plus four, twelve on the stealth. Okay. And then a 15 plus 2, 17 for investigation. Okay, so moving through the water, you don't splash that much, but your feet sort of move through it, make that like swoosh sound, you know what I mean? And you, you pause for a moment once you've reached the boulders and you do not hear any movement or anything from the other side of the pile. Looking at the boulders, it looks like there was once, like throughout the tunnels, you can see bracing every 10 or 15 feet or so, and one of them broke right where this pile is, because you can see on the side of the walls, the wood goes up, and then when it tries to come across, it is broken. And so it looks like it fell down from the ceiling, but there was enough at the top to make it through. The only thing is, is this is a small hole. 
So at this point, only Oliver would be able to move through without having to roll a constitution check, I think. That's what it is. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I I got this. I got this. All right. So I would like to get everybody close. So right near the boulders and then okay. talk about my plan. So do they have to roll stealth too? Depends if they want to move stealthily enough to not alert the ogre. Yes, please. I'll just listen from over here. <laughs> yeah, just just go away from there, and we'll talk over here. Okay, well, do God. I have to roll another stealth to come back? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just working off of one stealth roll. I'm coming back then. Okay. All right. Oh, guys? <laughs> I just pictured us like, you're like waving us over. We're like, no, come here. <laughs> come over here. <laughs> you come oh. here. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Uh, I know how we could get all get through that. Uh, you, you, you guys want to try it? Of course. What do you propose? Well, what's your plan? Okay, are you with me? Staff of Starch. <laughs> I we got this <laughs> what is this magical thing you possess okay I take out my staff and hit it three times on the ground and I turn into a potato <gasps> I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna pick him That's up it. and like hold him in my hand like the hamlet like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carly I barely knew you <laughs> to throw or not to throw that is the question <laughs> no, Carly, this is a stellar idea, but what do you presume to do when you wake up the ogre and none of us can get through? I think he's still a potato. He's definitely still he, a potato, yeah. He can, he can he hear respond. me. You can hear yeah. me. I can't respond. Uh, I can't respond, eat. but if I turn back, I'm going to be on top of Allegrax. You'll just be sitting on his hand. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> I don't think he could carry me in his hand. <laughs> That's like a 16 for strength. All right, I turn back into Carly. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm just like... Hand gets very heavy. I'm just like cradling you in the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you throw up your other hand under his legs and you're just sort of holding him baby style and you're like, uh... uh so... Can you put me down? <laughs> I set him down. Well, uh, what if what if Oliver uh, gets in there first and then we all get up there and pass each other through as potatoes and uh, Oliver keeps the lookout first? I... It's an interesting plan, but well, th does the staff have limited charges, or? Dude, you know what? I didn't put in limited charges, so no, it doesn't. No, you okay. did not. <laughs> I used it like six times in a you row when I got it. So. Of time. There's no limit to the number of times you can turn into a potato and turn un into a potato. Magnificent. <laughs> this is a terrible, terrible device how... that I've created. Girly, how does how does the Last of Us get through the whole? Hmm. Well, we just pa well, we'll just pass the staff back. Oh wait, no. Well, I I do have magic. <laughs> I could probably grab a potato with my mage hand. I'm just saying. Or I could just go back through. I mean, yeah, and, and we got Oliver. He could fit through. Yeah, I can crawl in and out of that hole, no problem. Um, you know what? I feel like we're really overthinking this. Yeah. <laughs> do we want to do we want to get through that as quietly as possible, or do we want to just bust it down? What, what do you want to do? Well, he's he's probably going to see us when we get on the other side. How big is that room? Um, it's probably about 
20 feet by 40 feet, 20 feet deep. So from the pile to the back wall, about 20 feet, and then uh, 40 feet side to side. And he is in the back left corner. So I'd say about 30 feet away from you, from that pile. Okay. And then most of the other stuff is just like around like the edges of the room, right? There's like nothing really in the center. There's a table in the center, but then there's like piles of like broken furniture and stuff around the edges of the room. And then there's like a big pile of rocks just off to the left as well. When you were up there, it looked like another collapsed wall. Okay. Well, it's a pretty small room, but there is some stuff that we could probably hide behind if we wanted to try to do that. Mm. Stellar idea. You know, stealth is my strong suit. Well, it'll be a little easier when you're a potato. <laughs> yeah, you should go first and then turn back into yourself if you need to destroy that guy. But then how will the rest of you get through? Well, we'll do it one by one. Stealthily, hopefully. Alrighty then. Okay, well, should we do this? I can't think of a better plan. All right, Carly, let's give it a shot. <laughs> there are so many better plans. <laughs> I've got to use the potato staff. Do whatever you While they're arguing about turning all of us into potatoes, can I just have a quick look around to see if there's literally any other way past this obstacle? <laughs> uh, there, yeah, you can roll me a perception check. Okay. Oh, look at that. You can just walk right by it. <laughs> it's actually a teleporting of circle. Course. Yeah, uh, 23. <laughs> oh, look, 23, damn. Even with your 23, it appears that to get into this room, the only way is past the pile of stone. There doesn't seem to be any adjoining hallways or anything like that, unfortunately. Oh, before you guys go in there. And I hold up the ring on my finger, the teleporting <laughs> ring. Let's see if I could do this again. What's this? This one's on you, Dab. Don't you think that might um, wake the sleeping giant? Well, I mean, yeah, but if I put it in its brain like last time, it'll just fall over dead. It's undead. It has very little brain to speak of. Yes, but that's how you kill the undead, is you separate the brain stem from the rest of the body. And then, I mean, that's my understanding from, can't really say zombie movies. <laughs> <laughs> and then if it doesn't work... How do you presume we get in without us being squished as a potato? Well, that I mean, I could just stick my hand through it, and then, I mean, if it if I if it doesn't teleport into him, then it might teleport like around him, which might alarm him. But he looks like a pretty big dumb oaf, so and it might teleport into his arm, which would be rather uncomfortable. Yeah, but he wouldn't know where it came from. Oliver, real quick. I have adjusted how the teleportation ring will work. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you will roll, instead of an arcana check to make it go where you want, you will roll percentile die. And you have okay. 20% or below to where you want it to go. Otherwise, based on how high, how much higher it is, I'm going to adjust where it ends up. Okay, I like that. So it's it's a little bit of a different thing instead of just rolling a flat arcana check each time and you just being able to teleport rings into, you know, super bosses and stuff like that. And then if you roll a 100, I'm going to teleport it into a solid where whatever is the closest solid thing, it's going to be in there. And I was going to say 
it it might just get destroyed at that point. I mean, I didn't even expect it to make it through the last one. I didn't either. And I paid like 50 gold for it, so I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I want you to be able to have fun and use it, but I also am a little worried about, you know. Yeah, it, it could be a little OP. Stuff, so other than that, I think the rest of your magic items are fine. Oh, uh, Allegrax, whenever you billow your cloak, you will also roll a percentile die to see how billowy <laughs> it is. Zeros, 1%. <laughs> is extremely billowy. A hundred percent I'm absolutely kidding with that. <laughs> um, okay, so just keep that in mind, and, and that's sort of how we'll run it. I might adjust the percentage a little bit, like maybe change a little bit higher or lower later, but we'll see. So just moving forward, that's how we'll do that. Okay. Also, if we do, if we do want to go with the potato idea, I can go last, because I just recalled I can straight up teleport. <laughs> don't waste one of your yeah that's like a second that. level slot what an amazing set of gifts you will have <laughs> set <of> fighter <laughs> uh let's uh let's do this pretty quick because we're just standing here a lot so uh hey, how about we do this <laughs> Allegrax, turn into a potato and uh oliver take him through and then turn back in pass the staff back and then get one of us through again and then Allegrax is there just in case that guy sees us. How's that sound? Why doesn't Oliver stay behind and just pass everyone through the hole, throw us through, and then he can Well, how can I get the staff the back? End. I guess you could hand it back. <laughs> All right, let, let's do that. Let's just go. Yeah, All right. let's go. Yeah, let's do dun, that. Dun, dun. Potato. <laughs> so I'm going to have... Okay, so Allegrax, you're a potato. You do not have to roll a stealth check. Everybody else, roll me a stealth check. I'm a potato with heavy armor. A tiny little sword. Someone someone draw that. A heavily armored oh potato. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start with Oliver stealth. Twenty one. Okay, and Oliver's potato to Rolo. Nineteen. Oh, and Carly. Fifteen. And Rain. Thirteen. Thirteen. Alright. I'm gonna die again. Okay. Um, so you guys make a little bit of noise moving up to the boulders. You know, there's some scrapes here and there, but mostly pretty silent. And as you pause by the rocks, there is no sound of movement from within. Is the thing not like snoring up a storm? Not that you can hear. It's undead. Does it breathe? Does it even sleep? Is it dream? <laughs> undead ogre does it have dreamer. wants and needs <laughs> what is a man but an undead ogre <laughs> with a heart anyways okay so okay so enact your plan here all right well i'm gonna uh take potato allegrax okay. and drop him in the hole actually uh you're just dropping him so no dexterity check with the allegrax potato you do sense gravity here uh, <laughs> and he tumbles all the way down to the base of the pile of rocks. No reaction. Do I see anything with my potato eyes? What I've described before. So a broken table in the center. There's some broken furniture a little bit scattered around the edges of the room. To your immediate left, there is uh, another pile of like boulders and rocks and stuff. And then in the back right corner, there is just that sort of plain 
looking wooden box with the lock on it. The undead ogre is to your 45 degree left, about 30 feet away. Mm. Awesome. I'm going to unpotato myself. Stealth check. Uh-oh. Stealth check. To reverse potato. <laughs> just because you are now Ooh. no longer just a potato. All right. All right. That's a 12. It's the best damn stealth check I've ever had. <laughs> yes, it is. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's with disadvantage. Yeah. Huzzah. No reaction from the undead ogre. <laughs> I'm visibly surprised. Just like, wait. <laughs> it's a prize check. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to pass the staff back through okay. the hole. Oliver grabs it. Right, who's next? Uh, I'll go. Okay. And I, it over I turn into a potato. <laughs> Plop him on through. Okay. Unpotato and roll me a stealth check. Uh, 10 plus 4, 14. Once he's through, I'm gonna. Algrax is just gonna start trying to slowly walk up to the ogre. <laughs> okay. So, Carly, you're handing the staff back to Oliver. Algrax is moving towards the ogre, and once you get within about 20 feet, its head snaps over in your direction, and then a blood-curdling, unholy roar emits out of its mouth and cascades across the walls, creating a cacophony of sound that nearly deafens and blinds you all at once. And he begins to run toward you. Let's roll initiative. I thought I was stealthy. You were, but then you got so close. I mean, anyway, I'm going to see is a very low passive perception, so you guys got sort of lucky. Alright, so for our initiative order, we will start with the 20 to 25s. Anybody? Okay, the 15 to 20s. 18. And the 10 to 15s? Rain has a 13. 13. Anybody else 10 to 15? Really? <laughs> okay, 5 to 10? I got a 6. What? Yeah. Oliver, how'd you get a six? Did you add your... Oh yeah, I rolled a two on the die and I have plus four to initiative. Wow, okay, five to ten. Anybody else? <laughs> what? Okay, What'd you zero, get, Andrew? Zero to five. <laughs> zero to five. <laughs> I, got, I got a crit one plus one, two. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay, wow, so I thought that would be the, that'd be the, the lowest. It's a three for me. Okay, so three. <laughs> wow, okay. Does that mean oh, you like miss two. your first turn? No. Crit failures are, are only on ability checks and attacks. Oh, got it. Okay, and he got that plus that. Alright, so first up is Allegrax. The undead ogre is making a bid at you. He is running straight towards you. Uh, you guys are about 20 feet away from each other. Oh, what do you do? Uh, well, first, Allegrax is going to return his vicious roar. Below his cave. Excellent. And uh, well, that's a uh, that's an eighty to billow. Okay, excellent billowing. <laughs> excellent billowing. They're beautiful. That was um, like an eighty to hit. What the? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Come the on, coconut. All right, we're doing this on roll twenty. Screw you. I got Definitely the coconut up to uh, I got the coconut up to plus seventy nine while you weren't looking. <laughs> Damn it! Damn side quests. All right, uh, so what would you like to do? He's obviously returned the, the roar, and uh, I'm going to run up and slash at it with my greatsword. All right, give me an attack roll. I'll do you better. I'll give you two. Ooh, 
uh, a crit and Excellent. a 19 plus it, like it hits. six, yeah. <laughs> so a crit, oh jeez. Okay, so <laughs> roll me some damage, yo. Figure out if you want to add that smite or whatever. Uh, I don't think I will yet. Hold on. Okay, I was wondering if I lost you. No, yeah. you, you know this takes a while. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm patient. So while we're waiting, how's everybody's day going? He's doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, pretty good. amazing. Excellent. Deal, good deal. Chat, everybody doing okay? Yeah. It's good. Good. Just I'm gonna run grab some water. Okay, go grab some water. Anybody else want to take a break? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right, so uh, first attack, the crit is going to do... Hold on. I forgot to math some stuff. 2d6 plus 3 times 2. Yep, yep, I know. Um, I, I have some modifiers, man. I, it's confusing math. Being a paladin is hard work. <laughs> so the critical is going to do uh, 54. Okay. And then the second attack is going to do twenty six on top of that. What are your What are your modifiers bouncing off of there? Well, so I got the uh, the great weapons master, which oh, yeah, 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 yeah. is some insane stuff. Yeah, critical hit. Okay. Oh, so were you doing the bonus attack on that one? Yeah, the like the great weapons master thing. Yeah. Okay. Minus five to hit, so I just didn't add my uh, my bonus. That one. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so what was the damage overall? Um, you can give me the two numbers. 54. Oh, God, no, I accidentally did 54 times 26. <laughs> 54 plus 26? <laughs> yeah, 80 in total. 80 damage. Wow. All right. Uh, Alec Rex <laughs> jumps up and does a huge <laughs> slash, and then another <laughs> creating a large X across the zombie's chest. He does not foam. Ah. But he is looking very rough. Black and green ooze pour out of the That's been a while. Is that your move? That is. Okay, so next up is going to be Rain. You are on the other side of the boulders. You are muted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm still, still <laughs> over there. Yeah. So, the boulders are about 10 feet high, I would yeah. say. So, that would take 10 feet of your movement speed. It's not a hard climb, so I won't make you roll a check for it or anything. Okay. So, like, so is it possible for me to actually just climb to the top of the boulders and go over? It would be difficult for you to get through. I'd have to have you roll a constitution check, I think. But, just to give you an idea, you can fire through that hole. And you can see okay. the zombie from the hole as well. So, if then you want to... I'm going to do that. I'm going to fire through the hole. My question is, can I do a called shot? Run me through what a called shot is real quick. Basically, I want to, I want to shoot a specific part of the zombie to do, like, certain things. Like, in this case, I want to shoot him, like, in the knee or legs to try to drop him so he loses some of his mobility. Okay. Yeah, sure. I don't see... I'm not sure if, there, if there's a, a mechanic in the game for that. So, but there I don't is, think... but it's a specific class feature. Okay, that can oh, be is it? To do that. Okay. that that that's basically what fighter maneuvers are for. 
Gotcha. Okay, yeah, they yeah, let you do stuff like that, like that disarming attack and all that. That's. I knew there was something in here about it. I just couldn't remember what. So we'll just have you roll, and you tell me what you want to shoot at, and I'll let you know if it happens. Because I kind of like that. That anybody can sort of modify the, the the enemy that way. So we we might we might work that in a little bit. If you want a suggestion that I've used in the past is if you get a critical, you can choose to do a called shot instead of doubling your damage. Okay, that'd be cool. Yeah, that way it affects. It, it I, can, I can work with that. Okay, yeah, so fire fire a shot, make an attack roll. Either way, I I will be adding my dreadful strike to this. Okay. And that is a 15 to hit. Okay, 15 hits. Roll me some damage. Okay. So, total of 14 damage. 14 damage. The arrow flies true and pierces right to his eye socket, and his brain actually pops out the back of his head with the uh, with the end of the arrow, and the zombie crumbles to his knees and falls into a puddle of water, and black and green ooze cover the ground, and he has fallen, and is dead. That's bro. That, that was kind of a weak zombie compared to... Yeah, way to spoil it. I wanted to do something. <laughs> like, I, feel, I feel like he went down kind of easy. Well, I, I don't think that he's easy. I think he's a big lug, and Allegrax is a big lug. Mm. Double big lug. I, t- I, t- I seem to agree. The distracts were true and, and vicious. You you have done well. I, I think it was simply a lucky, not even a lucky strike, but a, a, a professional. Hmm. Well, you do kind. All right. <clears throat> Zombo right is dead. The room lays before you. I'd like to look at that box that uh, Oliver described to us. Okay. You guys sort of potato your way into the room, shifting some. Can I get my stat back? I'm not. I'm not giving that up. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> at the top of the pile, you actually just just move some boulders aside and make your way in. And uh, moving over to the box, you kneel down and roll me an investigation check, please. Investigation. We're gonna investigate some stuff. Ouch. Uh, six plus two, eight. All right. Looking over the wooden box, you don't see anything out of the ordinary there is a lock on the front of it that is used you know it has a keyhole and stuff like that but you can't see anything unusual about it okay can i use my crowbar to try to pry it open yeah roll me a strength check okay 17 all right the lock being rather rusty is still fairly strong however as you push your crowbar into the small space between the lid and the body you rip off the lid from the back hinges the lock maintaining its integrity however the lid itself sort of almost disintegrates and the box is open and assuming you look inside you see a small pile of coins a small vial with red liquid inside of it, and a small, well, not small, actually, it's medium-sized key, slightly corroded and rusted over just through time. The pile of coins equates to 217 gold. Nice. Nobody else has seen this yet. (laughs) Yeah. I might have been a criminal, but I don't do that. I, I'm definitely going to say, hey guys, I found some stuff. Hey, hey, check it out. What a treasure. I found some, some money and stuff. And what's this? It's like red liquid stuff. And then this key. That might be important. I don't know. We are in a dungeon. <laughs> yeah, we should probably take that with us. 
Mm. What do you think the odds are that the key goes to that lock there on the chest? Well, it'd be kind of hard to lock it with the key in it. But very high. Now we, now we have to try it. <laughs> I want to try it. Trying the key and the lock, the key is actually too large to fit. Nope, nope, too big. All right, this is probably for a door or something. That, that was my first guess, but uh, good, curiosity good would have killed me. Good that was try. 237 gold, you said? 217. 217. Trying to get an extra 20 gold out of your dungeon master. I'm Maybe. Stuff. <laughs> I got stuff written down, man. Can we persuade the box <laughs> to have more gold in it? Roll a persuasion right. check. We each get 43 gold. <laughs> okay. Do we want to split it up more evenly and have some for the party fund? Yeah, we have enough in the party fund. We're good. For now. I don't really care oh. one way or the other. I'll, I'll hold. Torilla will hold his hands up so in front of him and say, uh, I, I will decline uh, any share. Uh, it's, 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 um, it, it would simply be a burden on me. So uh, you divide it amongst yourselves. I am I'm without need. Oh, okay, 43 goes to the party fund. Done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. um, problems. All right. So what would you guys like to do next? I'm assuming you move out of this room. Is there anything else you want to sort of check out while you're in here? Um, Torilla would like to check out the, the rest of the uh, broken wood in the area and just generally uh, around where the, where the ogre was um, just to see if there's anything unusual about this room apart from... It just seems seems really just seems a little bit uh, interested in why there might be broken bits here and there. Sure. Uh, roll me an investigation check. That is a nine. Nine. All right. Even with a nine, you can see that the wear and tear of just essentially existence on this furniture sort of aided in its destruction. However, it does appear that certain parts of it were smashed. You can determine that it is of dwarven origin, but you're unsure of the exact age of it. Like how long ago it was made and, and what region of the world it was from, you're unsure of. But you do know it to be dwarven, and it's incredibly... It, can't even think of any words. There's like three words that describe this, but it's like decrepit. It's old, essentially. It's not ancient, but it's old. Well, everyone, this seems to be a simply the same sort of racial uh, building as uh, as the, I guess, the, the, the writing which I uh, read to everyone. There's nothing of interest here that I can see. Uh, okay. Interesting. I guess we should keep going then. Yeah, we want to look at that other pile of rocks and see what's over there. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go take a look. All right, investigation, please. And I grab the red vial, of course. I don't want to leave that behind. I got an eight. It is a pile of rocks. You also notice that it looks like there are some stones that match the description or the the general look and feel of the wall. But it looks like essentially they just sort of collapsed in. Maybe due to age, maybe due to somebody pulling it in. You're unsure. Okay. Yeah, it's just part of the wall fell down. There's nothing really here. It's that special. All right. Well, you want to go back? Was there another tunnel or something? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was going to just go back, I suppose. So crawling over the pile of rocks and sort of out of the chamber, you guys move back down the hallway, back to the intersection. And from the direction that you originally came in, you still have not explored front in front of you, and to the left of you, you have not explored. 
Right. Well, do your uh, do your thing with finding the wires again. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Then we'll uh, I don't know, let's go left. Nothing left to chance, as I always say. Yeah, you yeah, do say that. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Oliver, moving to the left. We'll have you roll an investigation check. Yep. Oh man. Four. All right, you deftly move along the corridor and you're sort of trying to find you know something out of turn or something that just shouldn't that doesn't belong there or something that was supposed to be there but is missing but due to the darkening of the hallway as you move down you do not find anything nothing gets set off either until you come to a dead end and in the dark you're unable to determine what it is other than metal well, there, there's something different down here. There's, there's metal. It seems like the rest of this is made out of, of stone of some sort. But but other than that, this is dead end. This is just a dead end. It's interesting. I'd like to go down there and watch, uh, look at it, since I have dark vision, see if I can see anything a little better. Maybe it's a door. All right, Carly, as you move down the hallway, your eyes sort of uh, gray over, and the once colorful, to be generous light around you fades and you make your way to where Oliver is standing hands out feeling against what he thinks is a wall actually does appear to be a door it is a large metal door there is a small small window up at the very top of it probably 10 feet high with some bars across it vertically and this window is probably about six inches by six inches and actually Oliver I do apologize I missed out on describing something to you but now that carly's here you both have this overpowering smell of decay and death that emanate from this door and carly you are able to see that there is a thick and strong if rather rusty lock across it uh, uh, it smells bad in there like like death yeah it's awful uh, you still got that key but Maybe we should get people here or maybe look through that window. It smells pretty bad before we try that key. I agree. There is a window? Yeah, way yeah. up there. Oh. I point up. Yeah, oh, it's there's like a 10 window. feet up. Interesting. Well, I may be able to like stand on one of your shoulders or something and see if I can peek in. Can I, can I pick anything up with a uh, divine sense? Go ahead and throw one out for me. Let me. I gotta Boom. refresh on. Oh, <laughs> gotta refresh on Divine Sense real quick. Okay, so this uh, sort of wave, bubble of white energy, almost cloudy, comes off of Allegrax. You do not sense anything. And it could be because of the thickness of the door. It could be because of the thickness of the stone. It could be that there is no celestial being undead within 60 feet. You're unsure at this time. Well, I don't make anything of this. Uh, hey, Rain, you can see in the dark, right? I can. Okay, yes. Algras, pick him, pick him up so he can see through that window. I've already picked him up. Okay. <laughs> so, so, Rain, you're <laughs> climbing on top of Allegrax's shoulders. Can I assist? Stand on his shoulders. Uh, as look well. through the window. Yes. Okay, so with Tarolo sort of boosting him up, I'm going to have Rain roll and... Athletics or 
Yeah, that sounds like go. acrobatics. <laughs> it might Trying be. Trying to jungle gym up. Yeah, stay on your feet in a tricky situation. Balance on it, yeah. So, Rain, you'll be doing an acrobatics, and Allegrex, you'll be doing a strength check. See if you can hold him up. <laughs> That's a so, critical fail. You fa- oh, right. <laughs> Rain, what about you? I got, you, a, I got a 21. 21. Okay, so Rain deftly and quickly climbs up. Oh, Allegrex, you had advantage on that because Trollo stated he was helping. You. Oh, all right, well. So he's sort of balancing him up there. All right, that, that's 17. That's much better. Much better. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Jeez, you gotta, Rain, you gotta lay off of the scones, man. <laughs> so, Rain definitely climbs. All of myself <laughs> Deftly climbs up Allegrax's body and, and is balancing on his shoulders. And Allegrax, you, you sort of take a step back as the weight of this elf, yeah, half elf, sorry, bears down on you. And, and Tarolo, seeing you stumble, quickly rushes over and, and helps sort of take the weight of Rain off of you a little bit. And Rain, you peer into the window. You're just barely able to see through it. And why don't you roll me a perception check real quick? Uh, Dirty 20. All right. The room itself is probably about 40 feet by 40 feet, roughly. You see that the floor is sort of, sort of uneven. And, and there seems to be parts, you know, sort of like sticking up here and there. And as you're looking more and more and sort of peeking you realize that it's not a floor it's it's bodies and it's bodies in various states of decay you know some looking rather fresh and others that are almost just skeleton and bones see something sorry boys give me just one second all right, and so yeah, you see these these bodies, and and the things sticking up are, are hands, and maybe maybe a weapon or two, like a an old glaive or sword, sort of shoved out of what is a veritable pile of just corpses. Um, and you can't see exactly like right up next to the door, but most of the room you're able to see. And like I said, just bodies everywhere, all just covering the entire ground. That's wow. I I relay this back down. I'm just like just just. It's a room full of dead bodies. Like, I'm gonna be honest. It's a little terrible. Are they undead? Or are they just dead? Uh, you don't sense any movement or anything like that. At the moment, best I can tell, they're just regular dead. I didn't sense anything. Was there any other way through? Is is the window I'm looking through openable? It's just a square window with metal bars going across it. Think like a jail cell. Are the bars small enough to fit just, a potato just, through? Yeah, just just out of curiosity, <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the bars like a, a good little kind of test wiggle. They do not move. Okay. Um, and there are three bars across a foot of distance, which would be, let's see, and Four the bars inches. are about one inch thick. So you would have, let's see, one, two, four. So you'd have about two and a half inches and let's see what the average potato size is <laughs> oh that's not gonna work man i can tell you <laughs> i don't know two and a half inches is a respectable potato 
it's not about the size of the thing. <laughs> it's how you cook it. And it says 2.5 inches is the average of the And so, with this information, with this information, I'm going to say if one of you turns into a potato, you can fit through the bars. Mind you, we have to. itself is about 10 feet off the ground. Yeah, but potatoes don't take fall damage. They might get bruised. That's all I'm saying. And how are you going to get back? We, we got to sit. Hey, mm-hmm. let's see if the door opens before we start shoving <laughs> me as a potato through there. <laughs> Jerks. That's true. We, we did wholeheartedly find agree. <laughs> yeah, let's just use the K. As funny as that sounds. No, no I'm going to get down. Potatoes yeah. are not the solution to every problem. Uh, it's Rollo helping. You don't need to roll a dex check or anything to get off of him. You're fine. Um, so Rain steps off of the shoulders of uh, Torello and Alagrax. All right. Uh, All right. I think uh, I have Oliver, the key, so I'll, yep. yeah, I'll stick it in there and see if it works. All right. With some difficulty, you're able to get the rusty key into the rusty lock, and you slowly start to turn it. It's hard. It's hard to turn like the tumblers haven't been moved and and God God's know how long. And with a little <laughs> bit of schutzbah, you're able to turn the key and the lock falls open. Nice. Shall we? Uh, yeah, I guess let's go check out the dead bodies. Have, have right. we opened the door yet? No, not yet. The door has not officially been opened. I'm, I'm going to bring up the rear of this train of us inevitably walking into a fight and just keep an <laughs> eye out behind us for okay. you know the inevitable i don't know indiana jones rolling boulders <laughs> um, so yeah let me get a marching order who's where well since i open the door i'll probably go first okay, i'll, I'll be second front, so or, Oliver, Carly. one of us will <laughs> Torello will be third as as he is as he goes into position he'll say uh, uh perhaps we should check for and then I went, and then the door opens. Okay. <laughs> uh, the door. God damn it. Uh, so you guys. Why, why would you trap a door that you hide dead bodies like in? <laughs> the door swings open with the weight of a pile of dead bodies on top of it. Oliver and Carly, roll me a dexterity check. Seventeen plus one twelve. Twelve. All right. Oliver very deftly is able to jump out of the way of this uh, mass of corpses that come tumbling down. Carly, with some difficulty, is also able to move out of the way. He gets banged a little bit by falling debris. Don't stop to ask what as you guys move out of the way. And the stench is extremely powerful. I'm going to have all of you roll constitution saving throws. Uh, Starting with Oliver. 16. Carly? 15. Rollo? That'd be a 22. Oh, very nice. Uh, Allegrax? Actually, I'm a 16. 16, okay. Allegrax, 10, and Rain. 16. 16, all right. The the wave of just smell just washes over you, and, and you all feel a little a little bit of, of maybe those scones coming up, and then <laughs> Allegrax, you get it right into the back of your throat, and you start gagging a, l- a little bit, and then, and then you sort of take a few deep breaths without smelling anything and, and everybody's able to hold their lunch. 
very successful. Uh, so there's a small pile of bodies. It's a little difficult to climb over as you guys make your way into the room. This is so disgusting. So you guys are essentially walking on top of different bodies and corpses and whatnot. And, you know, there's there's just all sorts, it's all sorts of different types of people, different races, mostly dwarves, but there's also a smattering of humans, half-elves, elves, even an orc here and there. And it's just, it's pretty gross, guys. Torla will just be breathing heavily. Oh, this, this messed up. Uh, oh, okay. Should we... Uh, let's see if they look like they're drained, I guess. Okay, roll me a medicine check if you could, please. All right, medicine. How about a natural 20 plus one? Natural 20 Ooh. plus one. So very quickly, you can see at least the most immediate corpses around you and sort of you know, within, you know, the 10, 20 feet, all of them appear to be drained. The The fresher ones... The ones that have, have sort of decomposed and decayed, even with a natural 20, you're sort of unsure, but you can tell just by extrapolating data that these were all drained of their energy and you're unable to find any puncture marks where a normal vampire might have drained them. So this is extremely similar, if not exactly the same, as the chef that you guys found on the boat many moons ago. Ooh, okay. Well, guys, it... They've definitely been drained. It, it, lo- it looks like the chef, and I don't like it in here. Well, it seems like we're in the right place then. Yeah, but yeah. How? Oh. How are the bodies? Like, are they getting drugged in here, tossed? Where? How are they getting look into up. this room? <laughs> I want to look up. Harley, you look up and you notice that there is a two foot by two foot hole in the side, or not in the side, in the ceiling also notice a creature about 30 foot long with probably as many legs and extremely long tentacles. It sees you see it and a tentacle whips out strikes you. It's Goma! And it is going to deal 8 damage to you and I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh, 17. 17. As this tentacle comes out and sort of rakes across your shoulder, you feel like this warm burning sensation cascade through your body, and with a few deep breaths, you're able to sort of sort of absorb what it pours into you. And let's roll initiative. That. I hear your baby. I'm sorry. Yeah, cutie. It's okay. Away. It brings sort of a family feel to the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's good. All right. Uh, let me get 20 to 25. I got a natural 20, baby. Oh, man. What's the modifier? Four. Four, nice. You um, got a dirty 20. Dirty 20 for Carly. Anybody else? All right. So let's do 15 to 20. Rain's got an 18. For an 18. And let's do 10 to 15. Torello has an 11. All right, and Allegrax, what was yours? It's a um, six. Six. All right, almost reverse order. <laughs> Rain's still doing pretty good. All right, so first up is going to be Oliver. Oliver, you see this tentacle sort of whip down and come across Carly's shoulder, and he winces in pain and, and, and grabs it, and you 
look up and you see this long like centipede-like creature with huge eyes and a gaping maw on the front and all these little sort of tentacles right by its mouth sort of whipping around and it's staring right down at you. What do you do? It's, it is on the top of the ceiling. The ceiling is 10 feet high from where you're standing. How big are the eyes and how many of them are there? There's two eyes. They're probably about half your size. Okay. Like the eyes themselves are half the size of you. I'm going to use my short bow to shoot at one of the eyes. Okay, roll me an attack roll. Eight plus seven, so 17. All right, that'll hit it. That's 15. 15 is fine, that'll still hit. Roll me some damage. Uh, Nine. Nine, all right. The boy going to take that damage. You let loose a fire of your arrow, and it fires straight into its dome piece, and it sort of scratches alongside of it, and then eventually comes out the other end. He's still alive. He's, you more scratched him than pierced him, though. When you said nine damage? Yeah. Okay. Carly, it is your turn. You've just taken a little bit of a little nick there. What would you like to do? Does it look like he's, is he like wrapped around something on the ceiling to hold him up or is he like sticking to it? He's sticking, he's he's hanging on to the ceiling. Okay, how many legs? 50, a whole bunch of legs. <laughs> you need an exact number, it's a bunch of legs. Does not say how many legs exactly. Does not say. Okay, all right, so I could guess he's sticking by whatever legs he has. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not necessarily sticking, it's more just like gripping. Bug okay. magic. Yeah, I mean, if you want to tell me what you want to do, and I'll let you know if it's effective or not. All right. Well, I'm going to... Uh, so he's right above me and Oliver. I want to kind of motion to Oliver to step back, if he can. And then I'm going to cast Scorching Ray at a level 3 slot and oh, spend three sorcery points to twin it and oh, shoot damn. six rays at him <laughs> okay. all around him. There you go. I'm messing around. All right, so with Scorching Ray, that's an attack roll for you, and you have to roll one for each ray. So you're doing, you're twinning it, so that's six attack rolls for me. Okay. Okay, eight on the first one. Oh, damn. Five on the second one. Ouch. Okay, 19 on the third one. Okay. 16. Okay. 21 and 19 all right your first two rays after sort of after sort of getting hit you're sort of you stretch your hand out to launch these and you're still sort of wincing the first two rays splash on either side of them and he lets out sort of a guttural but the last four all sort of puncture okay yeah four all right uh, into his flesh so roll me some damage Okay. 2d6 per goddamn. Actually, Andrew, you cast it at third level, yeah? Hold on. Okay. He's counting. You can't talk to him when he's counting. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> 40. Okay, 40 damage on this bad boy. Yeah. Should uh, be also. Four? Should be eight rays. It should be eight rays, yeah. So you create one additional ray for each slot above second level, and then you twin oh. it. So roll me two more attack rolls. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Nineteen. Okay. And a twelve. Okay, roll me some damage. 
actually for both or one just for one but it honestly doesn't matter so you your last two rays one of them splashes and you're like ah! and then you just sort of concentrate really hard and you fire off one last fire scorching ray and it pierces right into his skull and splatters his brain against the ceiling and he comes tumbling down and I'll need all of you to roll dexterity checks except for Oliver who was pushed out of the way by Carly already nice oh god checks are saving five. those five for Carly okay Carly got a five I got a, I got a 23 okay eight uh, for Torolo eight eight for Torolo and Allegrex ten ten all right, so Oliver, having sort of been pushed aside, watches as this thing starts to fall straight down, and Rain, seeing it, jumps very quickly out of the way, and unfortunately, the other three get crushed beneath it. And you guys are each going to take 2d10 of legend damage. Yep. That one and then this one. Uh, so 13 damage total to you guys, and you have this thing on top of you. That eh, could have been worse. Could have been oh, worse. Oh, oh. Uh, I hate uh, this thing. Who's the other person that saved? Uh, Rain saved. But Carly, right, well, Tarola, hmm. and Malagrex all took damage. Ouch. Well, Rain, do you think we should try to help him? I mean, I can't be much, but. I'm going to go try to help him out from under the giant creature. Okay, do you guys, yeah, how, how would them. you like to help them out? Either pull them out or push it off of them. Huh? Yeah. Whatever is fit. Wait, do you want to try and pull them or do you want to try and push it off? <laughs> Make a decision. I'll, I'll, I'll pull. Teamwork, I'll pull. I, one of us can try to lift it while the other tries to pull them out. There we go. Not lifting the whole thing, just lift enough to get them out. Okay. Um, yeah. So who is going to be pushing the thing up a little bit? Uh. I, I think that's probably your strongest suit. Okay. I'll, I'll try to lift it. I don't have a great strength. I will I will say this. The three that are underneath this thing aren't completely immobile. You guys can also... Hmm. So I'll what have... Here's what I'll do just to make this easy. I'll have all five of you roll strength checks. Okay. And let me know what you got. So Oliver, starting with you, what'd you get? CX. CX. Carly? Yeah. Nine. Nine. Torolo? Ten. <laughs> Allegrex, come on. 15. 15, all right, and Rain. I also got a 15. Oh my god, you guys just barely made it. God, that's so <laughs> close. So with a lot of effort, you guys are able to sort of roll this thing, not necessarily lift it, but just sort of roll it off of the three that were trapped underneath and sort of picking each other up and dusting each other off. You guys have, have successfully killed this creature. Well, I uh, must say that was a, quite a, an effort again. Quite quick and violent, really. Uh, well, uh, is everyone all right? <laughs> what the holy heck is this thing? Good question. Uh, if you'd like yeah. to try and investigate, you can roll me a nature check. Anybody who wants to. Let's go with a four. Four for all <laughs> Okay. You have no idea. It's a big old worm. <laughs> Uh, Oliver, would you, are you doing a check? Yeah, I got an 11. Yep, okay. Uh, Torola? Uh, yeah, Torola's just going to go over, walk slurping on the bodies and just lift a leg, like uh, pat the eye down, this gunkiness, and uh, I rolled a 14. 14, <laughs> okay. Now I go four in rain. I got a 16. 
Okay. Anybody ten or above, after some some investigation and leg lifting, you know this to be a carrion crawler. This is a creature that basically sustains itself off of death and decay. It consumes anything that is dead. Essentially, it's usually found in graveyards or or mass graves and such like that. It has a very keen nose for uh, death. So it can follow that for a long distance. It can follow it from a long distance. Uh, they're known to be subterranean. Either that or they'll hunt at night. And they also will be around any battlefields or anything like that. They like to live in, in tunnels and ruins. And they also scurry across the ceiling as they move toward food. They usually avoid contact unless somebody enroaches on their territory. So you can sort of see that this thing was going to attack and then realized there was five of you and wasn't going to do anything until Carly saw him. And he had to attack, unfortunately. Thanks, Carly. We just stumbled across its food, but it's not what actually killed any of the things here. No. So this thing has a large and giant like maw with multiple rows of teeth that are good for like grinding and tearing and ripping. And while some of some of the inhabitants of the floor do appear to have some of those markings, Carly's earlier medicine check did determine that they were dead post or pre post post pre-consumption. They were dead pre-consumption. Okay. What killed them then? I wonder. Man, I thought we got it this time. Unfortunately, that's not the thing we're looking for. Is there another exit to this room? Roll me a perception check. I think Carly got a nat 20 on that, didn't he? Yep. Okay. The only, so I'll just, I'll just let you know this. The only entrances and exits that you are able to see is the chute up above and then the door from the front that you guys came in. Well, unless we can crawl up the chute, I think better if we go back the way we came yeah there's still one more hallway you haven't investigated i'd wager pretty good money that there's stairs somewhere on that hallway that take us up yeah that's probably easier let us hope so oh man i'm feeling pretty bad i think i need i need a heal or something or rest i don't know how about this let's let's backtrack to that junction yeah that's a good idea carly how much are you down uh i'm at 13 hit points right now Okay. Let's back up track to that junction and then rest up there. And if we do a short rest, I can do some hit rests. <laughs> I, I don't think we need another short rest. We already took one. Okay. It's generally bad practice to like stop for an hour every single like <laughs> yeah. half hour. <laughs> yeah. After every every encounter, we must we must just close our eyes for a moment. But I'm just going to joke <laughs> as I say it and just rub my cracked ribs. <laughs> And like Carly. three of us can throw here away, so we should be fine. Carly, you've got a uh, fifteen back. Okay, cool. From lay on hands. Yeah, I want to be sparing all my sl- spell slots at the moment. All right. So you guys, that was everyone else. So that's much better. I'm I'm fine and dandy. Yeah, I'm good. Said the two Durolo. guys that dodged out of the way. Dorolo, how we feeling? Uh, I. I am wary, but possibly can stand another fight uh, if if we do encounter it. Uh, let us be off. Right then. All right. So you guys make your way out of the corpse-filled room 
unable to close the door due to the pile of bodies that are sort of blocking it. You guys make your way back to the intersection and staring ahead into the deepening darkness of the tunnel, you sort of steal yourselves and steal your resolve and begin to press forward. Hi, everyone. Mike again. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and showing your support. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, you can find us at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash last nerds on earth. We recently reorganized our tiers and added some new perks, including a new after show we recently started recording called Four Nerds and a DM, which will be available at all levels starting at $1. We also started a coffee, which is spelt K-O-F-I. For those who want to show their appreciation, but don't really want to commit to a monthly donation. And if you don't want to give us money at all, we're cool with that too. You can still rate and review us on Apple Music and Google Play. And also Facebook, did you know that was a thing? And you can check us out on social media, Twitter and Facebook at Last Nerds Earth, and Instagram and Reddit at Last Nerds on Earth. One final announcement, as you may have noticed, this episode came out a week later than it should have. That's because we've officially shifted from weekly episodes to every two weeks. We love getting episodes out every week, but it's a lot of work and we want to give you the best product we can, and shifting to every two weeks really lifts a weight off of our shoulders. So our next episode will be Wednesday, October 21st, and we'll see you then.